0: France recently voted in its first round of its presidential elections, where the people chose Emmanuel Macron and Marie Le Pen as its two candidates who will, be fi- who will face off in a runoff. Joining me today is Nicolas Varon and Jacob Kierkegaard at the Peterson Institute. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. So, Jacob, were there any surprises in the outcome of this election? And what should we expect in the runoff? Well,
1: I actually think the surprise, if you like, of this election was that there was no surprise. Uh, the polls proved out to be about right. Uh, Macron did build up a lead in the polls and it was essentially the result was expected. Uh, participation came in uh, roughly as it usually has in France at about 80 uh, percent. and. I think it, it sets up, uh, obviously, a sort of very stark contrast in many ways uh, for the second round between Marine Le Pen, who sort of runs on a Trumpian nationalist, economic, uh, uh, isolationist type, uh, but at the same time, in many ways, uh, very left wing on many welfare and social issues. Uh, to, against a more mainstream, you know, pro-European integrationist Emmanuel Macron. Um, so, it, it's, yeah, we got what we uh, expected.
0: So, Nicolas, uh, Marie Le Pen got around 22% of the vote. Should we expect something comparable in the uh, primary election between her and Macron, or um, should we, ex- and should we also expect as high of a turnout rate?
2: Well, the... Turnout might be a bit less than it has been in the first round because uh, the result is very much expected and everybody expects Macron will win. So uh, a lower turnout will probably mean a bit of, all things equal, a bit of a better result for Le Pen but not booster enough to win. So so Macron is very much a frontrunner here. It would be a huge surprise if he doesn't make it, uh, if he doesn't become president. And I think Jacob said it was expected, well maybe, but I think it's difficult to, uh, underestim- uh, difficult to overestimate sorry, the, the extraordinary achievement that Macron's uh, result as number one in the first round represents. This is somebody who comes out of nowhere, completely outside of the party system, creates his own party which he doesn't even call a party, he calls it a movement, and comes ahead of everybody else in the main election of uh, this country and uh, and i think frankly he did it out of not just luck even so he was lucky but an analysis of the uh, very advanced stage of uh, deterioration of the traditional party system in france and a complete realignment of a landscape which is no longer left versus right but really Open economy centrism versus closed economy uh, radical nationalism, uh, which seems to be a common theme uh, of politics these days, but hadn't uh, been embodied into party structure. So, this realignment, I think, is structural. It's here to stay, and it happened extraordinarily quickly.
0: Jacob, do you have any further thoughts about that and how um, how this plays into the rest of the EU?
1: No, I mean, I think I absolutely uh, one cannot under, you know, you got to emphasize this was an extraordinarily political event. I mean, the, the political entrepreneurship of an Emmanuel Macron is, is extraordinary. I mean, he's at 39, going to be uh, president of a G7 country, uh, have his hands on the nuclear trigger and all that. It's absolutely extraordinary. Uh, but I do think the the spillover to the European elections, uh, other European areas, is that he ran a very pro-European campaign. He basically proves uh, that you can do so replete with lots of EU flags next to the French flag during his rallies and things like that, that you can do so and win. Uh, uh, that uh, hasn't happened, uh, uh, certainly not since the Brexit vote. So in that sense, it's it's a, it's a an antidote to this sort of uh, degree or this perception of inevitable decline of the EU, et cetera, et cetera. He's young, he's pro-European, and he's a winner. Uh, uh, that that's a story that the EU hasn't had for a very long time.
0: So Nicholas, the parliamentary elections in France are coming up in about a month and a half. So what should we expect there? And will Macron's party be receiving the same amount of support? Do you think that uh, he got in the presidential election?
2: So that's right. That's a real next step because. Uh a pending a huge upset, Macron will be president. And then the question is, can he govern? Will he have a majority in parliament with which he can govern? And is this majority just his party uh, on Mars, this new movement? Or will he need a coalition with another party? And in that case, which party on which terms, etc. So lots of questions here. It's a bit early days because the other two mainstream parties, those which didn't make it to the second round, will have a big internal struggle uh, as a result of not making it to the second round, which is frankly a huge failure for both of them, uh, even though so it's not entirely symmetrical. So the central right will have a lot of infighting. The centrist left party, which had veered more to the left uh, recently, the socialist party, uh, It's not even clear that they can survive in their present form. So there will be a lot of political upsets before we get to the legislative election, which makes it more difficult to predict the election result. My expectation uh, and baseline scenario is that Macron, either alone or in coalition with a reasonably friendly coalition partner, will be able to govern and deliver on his platform. So we should expect basically policies uh, compatible
0: or consistent with what he has pledged during the campaign. So, Jacob, the euro actually strengthened after this election. So how is the rest of Europe responding to the French elections?
1: Well, they're quickly uh, basically do, telling the French to rally behind Macron, and, 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 which is not entirely surprising. He is the pro-European candidate. Uh, uh, and the fact that the euro and other economic indicators are, if you want, risk on or, or in positive territory now, is that you have a very significant... Downside, potential downside for not just the French but also the entire European project, taken away uh, by this election result. Uh, so, and and again, we can all start talking about the future. You know, eventually Italy has to vote, and a bunch of other things. But this does represent, uh, I would argue, turning of a page uh, of of the. I mean, we have now truly moved beyond the Brexit vote. In terms of European political discourse.
0: Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank you.